electricity Yeah, you can all thank me Took some lightning, a kite, and a fat brass cage And they're putting up streetlights in Gay Perry You're welcome for my young nation my DJ of Dope Discourse doing tonight? Good. Raymond, I have a question for you. What's up? When Yoda first watched Empire Strikes Back on Blu-ray, what did he say? I don't know what. HDMI. Is this what we're doing every week now, Kevin? Dad joke. <laughs> Great bad joke. I'm gonna repeat it on the air. It has Yoda. Just gonna go silent for a minute here and let that sit in. <laughs> go do a little Hamilton talk at the beginning of the show. How does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by Providence impoverished squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar? A lot of people don't know about this bonus stuff that came out after the play came out in the official recordings. Yeah. You know you, you know you made it when Weird Al does a parody song of you. Then you really know you made it if he did a polka song of you. But if he did a whole entire <laughs> catalog of your music into a polka song that's four minutes long, you've really made it. And the Hamilton polka song is one of the greatest things he's ever done. But uh, I do first, Weird Al. Yeah, Weird Al's awesome. The uh, first song I played, it was a song called um, Fr- Ben Franklin's Song. It was uh, actually a deleted scene from Hamilton. Not a lot of people know about it. Um, it was a deleted scene. He wrote it in the style of that band, and then the band heard about it, they recorded it, and they recorded it, and I think he released it a couple years after the play came out. It's called The Ben Franklin Song. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. I just I just listened to I just listened to the Hamilton soundtrack this morning, so it was fresh in my mind. But if anybody hasn't seen Hamilton, it's awesome. Um, eh. It's it's trust me as somebody who loves musicals, it's awesome and hip hop and connection. And there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of uh, cool songs. I'm gonna put a playlist in the uh, podcast this week. It's a it's got all the broad Broadway recording. It's got the Hamilton mixtape, which has like Nas. It's a whole bunch of New York. It has about Busta Rhymes. It has um, a cool version of Satisfied with uh, Queen Latifah, Miguel, and Sia. It's pretty cool. Um, and there's also one of your uh, one of your boys, Royce, is on another bonus song from nice. uh, a couple years later that came out. Uh, it's Hamilton talk for now. I'll, I'll get back into it come Fourth of July. So be ready. You uh, you mentioned Busta Rhymes there. Yeah, I think Busta my favorite Busta Rhymes, my favorite Busta Rhymes quote, is in the the Halloween movie he was in, and he looks at Michael and he goes, "Trick or treat, motherfucker!" <laughs> like I love you, Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Halloween. I've only seen, I only saw the new ones, and I saw the very first one. That's all. That's all I've seen. Did you see? You never saw the Rob Zombie ones. I feel like no. we've had this talk. No, we never saw. Okay. I never saw those. No. The first Rob Zombie one is fantastic. Okay. The second one is a steaming pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I heard. I heard that. But I heard all the sequels that came out after Halloween. The first Halloween are pretty crappy too. That's why they rebooted the the new ones too. Direct sequels. Two was messy, but I liked it because yeah. it felt like you could watch it immediately after the first one because it takes place the same night. Three, of course, wasn't even about Michael Myers. People got upset, and then they did the whole curse of Michael Myers, and Paul Rudd was in one of them, and it was just a giant piece of shit. Also, yeah. Oh, so that's Hamilton. That's Halloween. <laughs> what else can we throw in here, Kevin? <laughs> Let's talk about Boy Meets World while we're at it. Boy Meets World. We're going to talk about what we watched, right. what we listened to this week. Pod Meets World. They brought in Danny McNulty. 
He is uh, the guy who played Harley Kiner, Harvey Kiner, in, uh, on the show for about 18 episodes, I think. Or maybe, I can't remember what they said, how many episodes it was. but Yeah, something like was, that spread out over two seasons. He came on in the second season, and he was the bully in high school or middle school, whatever whatever grade they went into after the first season. He, he was a so giant walkie soap. It was him, and it was um, Frankie and, uh, and uh, what's his Joey. name? Joe, Frankie and Joey, Joey the, the, his two henchmen. Joey the Rat, yep. Um, but yeah, it was. It, he came on. He talked about his time on the show and leaving the show. He kind of left abruptly. He had some mental, mental health issues. Um, he's Irish. Descended. Which in 993, nobody thought. Yeah, they, he even said back then they didn't have the right medication for it. They didn't have the right diagnosis yeah. for it. Um, I can't remember what he said it was what it was called back then, but it's, it wasn't it wasn't depression, it wasn't bipolar, it was something else. Manic. It was uh, basically it was something like bipolar, but they didn't call it bipolar. Yeah, it was like manic depression or something. something it was something weird. Yeah, it, 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 the word bipolar wasn't around back then in the early '90s, late '80s. But um, his his parents lived. He grew up in Queens. His parents were Irish descendants from Ireland. Um, owned a bar in Queens. He said he auditioned seven times to go on Boy Meets World, and he finally got the audition, um, and and won it and got, came on the show. Pretty iconic role if you ever seen the show. He's a bully, um, but he's kind of lovable. He, they, he definitely was. He was definitely was a 1970s ripoff of the Fonz and uh, Grease of uh, Danny and Grease, those greaser type uh, bullies and and hooligans. Yeah, I guess I guess more. 60s and early 70s instead of 50s. But if you but, watch, yeah. if you bought, if you watch Boy Meets World, that whole entire time after the second season, there was a lot of car culture, a lot of yep. 60s grease culture. There's even a flashback scene where they go back to the 50s and all dressed in the 50s. Um, they're in, yeah, in black <laughs> cool. and white. Stock and IBM. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think Michael Jacobs was obsessed with that. So that's where the show went. For a lot, a He's lot from of that era, middle, so yeah. Yeah, for a, lot, for a lot of the middle middle of that show ser- series, it was a lot of that. But um, It's so funny, Boy Meets World, because it does have three different eras. It's got the the very first season was the elementary school, middle is all high school, and then the college stuff goes crazy, and it's all sex yep. and it's, crazy. It's the, uh, it's the Tom Brady of television. He's had three different Hall of Fame careers. Yep, Tom Brady. I just did that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I recommend that podcast. Uh, he's probably the last big guest they're going to have for now. Um, they might. I wonder Lawrence, if they're going to have uh, Maitland Ward. They're probably going to have Matthew Lawrence. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have uh, what's her name from Psych. That'd be interesting. Maggie Lawson. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah. she was in, she was only in one episode, but they have brought back like random people that like wrote like one episode of the first season and stuff like that. So you never know who they're going to try to bring on. The one, the one person I'd like to have them bring on, um, they brought all the bullies on this season, and they even brought Adam Scott in. The one thing that the one person they keep mentioning is the middle one, the one that was in one episode after Danny McNulty yeah, quit. That, that nobody knows his name. <laughs> but his name, but his name on the show, he he was Harvey. He was Harvey yep. Kiner, but he was only in one episode. And I don't even remember what he looks like because it's been so long since I've seen it, but. Be cool I do because I watched that episode like a year ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been a while since it, I've seen it. But. It's one of those episodes where it's a great episode, but like if the regular Harley was in it, it would have been ten yeah. times cooler. Yeah. Um, because it had a really emotional like punch towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that guy just wasn't it. He was just somebody imitating Harley Kiner. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend that. Um, quick mention of the Haley Jade podcast. Mentioned it last week. Um, this week she brought on her fiance. Of course, I mean we grew up with Eminem, so we know Haley from fuck some shady LP when she was a little kid, and he was and Eminem killed his killed her mother and threw her in the trunk of his car. But now yes, she's, she's all grown up. Own. She's all grown up. She's engaged. He talked about having to ask Eminem for um, for her, his daughter's hand in marriage, which is kind of funny. But I mean that. We talked about it last week. It's a TikTok generation. That's who she. That's who she's. She's young, so she's she's all all she's about that influencer. Influencer. So, so I wanted to bring that up just quickly. And the other things I want to bring up that I watched this week. I watched Shameless season three. Finished that great show. I love it. I know. I know it falls off at a certain point when the cast starts leaving. We kind of talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago, um, but right now it's perfect timing. 
Um, I, I think I think Karen and the uh, Jody, the the two that were uh, together when she got, when she gets brain dead. You remember her? And she had a uh, she had a daughter. There was a there was an yep. Asian daughter. I think they're gone. Yeah, for yeah. Now. They're not. They're not back in, after this season. I think they're gone for good. Um, but great, great show. Start. I'm gonna start the fourth season hopefully this week, but we'll see. Um, I watched. I watched again the league. The league is a great show. I've been watching that. Just you rewatched. Nice. Yeah, just to have it on the background. The other thing I want to watch. That's Workaholics. a great background show. I want to watch Workaholics. Yeah, Workaholics. I never, I never caught up on it. Another show that fell off in like season four. The last season wasn't very. Um, but I was pissed they were supposed to do that movie and it got canceled two weeks before they start filming. Yeah, no, that's crazy. It's unfortunate. Yeah, the league, league, it's a great show. It's on Hulu. Um, and Discovery Plus, I want to bring that up. I signed up for it again. We talked about it last week how they that uh, HBO had mentioned that they're not going to combine it anymore with uh, with their catalog. They're going to have two separate streaming services. So I signed up again for it. Um, it's awesome. Discovery Plus has a whole bunch of shit. The only thing, the only thing that pissed me off. Is one of my favorite shows was on there. Man Cave is not on there anymore. Um, but hopefully, if Kevin gets his torrent shit together, maybe he can find it. But I don't know. It's very difficult. To find it. It's a. It's um, a. Yeah. I, I saw it was on Amazon, but then I looked and it. You go to the episode and it says episode not available. Yeah. So yeah. There's that. Yeah, it's. I think it's. We've talked about it before, where the streaming services are just removing stuff because they don't want to pay royalties. I know Tony Saragusa has died. So they probably the royalties of that are kind of a little mixed bag right now. Yeah. So once somebody dies, there's no there's no contracts for anything like that. That's that's what sucks about streaming right now. Um, stuff that comes out now will be perfect because it's all built into the contract. But back in the day, nobody knew that stuff was going to be more than reruns, more than, or in a right. streaming platform. But um, but we'll talk. about That's it. why you have some shows like uh, Seinfeld and Friends that can license out. Yep. Even though they aired on NBC, they're owned by I think Seinfeld's owned by Castle Rock, so they got a deal with Netflix instead of going to NBC and in Peacock and whatnot. Yeah, it's too many deals, way too many deals, way too much shit going on. But uh, there was one big show we watched. Unless you can think of anything else that you watched this week, um, we'll review. Uh, I'm going to talk about my combo review at the end. Okay, well, we watched The Last of Us episode six last week- weekend. Um, it was a time jump three months later. Um, Joel and Ellie end up going to Jackson, Wyoming, um, and they and they get there, and Joel immediately sees his brother Tommy, who he's he's lost contact with, and runs and embraces him. Um, Tommy lives in this little community that has these tall wooden walls surrounding it, um, completely out of the outside world. Its own own little uh, own little civilian place. Um, They're um. You probably don't know, but there was a uh, Easter egg in this episode too, which is Ellie's horse from the second game was in the stables. Yep, she was, uh, uh, yeah, Jackson, did, at Tommy's I, place. I, I did see that it was a little baby horse that ends up growing up to be her yep. horse in the second game. I guess I did see that. Um, so Tommy, at, at this point, um, you meet his new girlfriend slash fiance slash wife Maria, who is played by Rutina Wesley Tara from True Blood, was. Uh, who was hands down the worst character in True Blood? So I hope that doesn't turn out the same way in this show. Um, but yeah, Tara was Tara from True Blood was in this, playing a new character named Maria, who is Tommy's girlfriend. Um, he asks Joel how Tess is, and every time somebody asks how Tess is to Joel, Joel kind of just says, "Oh, she's fine," even though she died in the very beginning of the story. But um, he eventually does um, confide in in Tommy a little later, but. Um, Tommy and Maria, they are having a baby in the apocalypse. Um, I know it's not, that story has been told multiple times before it was told in the walking dead. A lot of, a lot of people compare this to the walking dead and I don't think that's fair, but I mean, it, it's on the same path. It's all, it all has to do with the same type of apocalypse stuff going on and everything. But, um, you can see that time has taken a toll on Joel it's weakened him. He confides in Tommy and tells him the truth about Ellie. Um, and he finds out that uh, they need to go to the University of Nebraska because that's where everybody is stationed for the Fireflies, where they need, where he needs to bring Ellie. And they need. I to think it's uh, Colorado. I think it's University of Colorado. Okay, I can't remember what it was. But, um, but when they get there, it's abandoned. Um, 
And they find out that they may have relocated to Salt Lake City, so that's their next track that they have to go. Okay, on. that might be it. that might be it then. Yeah. Okay. But can't during, remember. It's been a long time since I played the game. When they're there, um, there's monkeys flying all around. It was it was in a it was in a um, in a lab, and there's lab monkeys all around the whole entire campus. Um, but there's also raiders, humans, live people that are there. And they end up chasing down Joel and Ellie, and they're on a horse. Ellie's shooting back at him, but they end up shanking Joel, and he gets stabbed. And as they're leaving the city, Joel passes out, falls off the horse, and Ellie's trying to wake him up, and that's where it leaves. And then there's a promo for next week. Next week's episode is a Ellie flashback episode, and it's gonna it's based off the DLC story from the game, which I I know tells a little bit more about what happened to her when everything happened. Um, in uh, Boston and, and throughout, and, and the girl that she meets, I think she is her love interest. I don't know much about it, but that's next week's episode, and I think there's only yep. three and more after this. So, so I think because there's an entire section of the game after Joel gets stabbed, it happens, and you're Ellie for a while. Yeah. So, so they're either gonna do two back-to-back episodes of Ellie, the DLC one, and then the normal one with they'll feature a little bit of Joel. Or they could do like only half an episode of just Ellie Joel gets like back on his feet. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna handle it, but uh yeah, there's only a few episodes left, so Yep. Yeah, this is uh, this is episode six. I think there's nine, so there should be three more after I think this. there's I think it's ten. Yeah, I can't I, I don't remember. Either nine or ten. Yep. But yeah, and you had one more thing you wanted to review before we get to the news. Yes. I'll just do a quick combo review. Um I watched Sharper, which is on Apple TV. Yeah, it stars I to, uh, the guy I, that I, plays. Yep, go on. No, I said I meant to watch it. I didn't get to it this week. But. Yeah, so it plays uh, the guy that plays Bucky Barnes. Um, you got Smith. So this is the first thing I think I've seen with him in it, uh, except for the Juice World uh, music video for graduation, um, and he's really good in it. But it basically starts off with him owning a bookstore, and a girl comes in. And they get in a relationship, and then she burns him for some money, and then you pick up the story. It's told non-linear. Everyone in the story is related to each other, like Julianne Moore's in it. I think she actually, she's the one that bought and self-distributed uh, or whatever, sold it to Apple. Hmm. Um, John Lithgow's in it, plays Justice Smith's dad. Um, but overall, it's, it's very, I liked it a lot. It's getting uh, very split reviews. But I enjoyed it. Every 15 minutes is like you dig deeper into the story. And anything predictable about the ending, as you know, is going to be unpredictable. Um, it's quick. I think it was only like an hour and 40 minutes. It felt, it felt like an hour and a half. Hmm. Um, so I would check it out if you have Apple TV. And then I watched Infinity Pool, which is another movie I can't talk too much about um, without giving too much away. But it's uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Hmm. One of the Skarsgårds. The one from True Blood. And uh, Maya Goth, who is phenomenal again like i've never had an actress where i will go make sure i see their movie because i've seen i've done that with actors like christian bale for a while ed norton for a while uh i'm gonna watch everything my us and she is absolutely fantastic in this once again Hmm. um but basically about this made-up country in europe and he's vacationing there with his and they run into maya goth and her husband and they're all rich and they hit somebody and they basically in this country can like clone you and so you keep living, but your avatar gets killed type thing. Like your avatar has all of the memories and everything. So they don't even know that they're fake or whatever. Um, so basically these rich people keep committing crimes and having their avatars killed. Um, then there's a few twists at the end. Overall, it's just okay. Uh, my goth is really good. Uh, if it's, you got nothing to watch, it's on Netflix. I would check it out, but, uh, nothing too impressive. Um, it's scary, but it's more, more of a thriller, I guess you could say. Uh, but it's it's got some pretty cool scenes in it. But like I said, Maya Goth saw so looking forward to Maxine, which I think is the next thing she's in. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe during Halloween I'll catch up on all those movies that she's in. Um, yeah, X definitely. I love X and Pearl. And, yeah, and then Maxine probably in theaters. You might have to do it before then, depending on when that comes out. Okay. Yeah, maybe we do that. Well, I'm, uh, a, I'm at least going to be seeing it in the theater, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Probably be out in, like, September. 
Yes. That, that's pretty much all I've watched this week, and that's all you've watched, so let's jump into news. Got a lot of news, kind of a lull in stuff coming out right now. Uh, we do have a big review that we're going to do at the end of the show, but um, there was one big trailer they played, so there is a trailer roundup this week. I don't know how excited you are. I don't know how how uh, much you've seen of Burt Kreischer, but this Machine movie that's coming out on Memorial Day weekend, it looks fucking hilarious. I can't wait for it. <laughs> I, I, I like him in the small things I've seen him, and I haven't seen him in too much. But yeah, uh, this trailer and, and Mark Hamill playing his father, and this—if you want to know about—if you want to know about what the movie is, the trailer does a pretty good job telling the story of what it's based off of. It's based off of a, of a stand-up routine he's done for years, called The Machine. It was when he was in Russia, um, and it's 26 years later, and the Russian mob are coming back to get him, and they end up taking his father as hostage to bring him over to Russia as payment for stuff that happened on this train ride that he did back when he was a kid in college on this college trip where all everything went south. Um, he does a whole stand-up routine. Um, I believe he has a stand-up special on Netflix called The Machine um, where he tells a story about it and he does it, on, he does it a lot. He, he tells a story everywhere. He tells it on Rogan. He tells it everywhere. But um, the movie is based off of that 26 years later. It's kind of a follow-up of the Russian mob coming after him again. It looks hilarious. There's one scene where he tries to do a kip, kip up off the ground, and he just completely just fails and falls on his back. It looks hilarious. I, I, like I can't most normal this. people would do? I wouldn't even make it an inch off the ground, so he made it further than, than I did. But, yeah, I, I can't I can't wait for this movie. Memorial Day weekend. I don't know how big – I don't know – it's so funny because I've known about Burt Kreischer for so long because I've heard him on podcasts. I've heard him on a show that I listened to out of Florida. It's way funny. Be way before he got popular, and then people started talking about him. So I'm not. I can't. And he's and he's doing stadiums now, which is crazy. Um, and his podcast with Tom Segura is huge as well. So it's hard to see where this movie's gonna go and where his where his fandom is right now. I just know I like him, so I can't wait to I can't wait to watch this movie. Um, they're they're kind of he's kind of comparing it to The Hangover. Um, a lot of people are so not a lot of good comedies. We did see a uh, we did see a trailer today that I thought could be a next good R rated comedy. The Strays we talked oh, about yeah. a while ago. It yeah. looks unless like uh, Homeward Bound for Adults. Yeah, unless the trailer gives away gives away all the funny moments, I think it could be a good yeah. movie. But we'll see. And I love uh, I love MacGruber who's in it. So yes. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's funny because there hasn't been any really good since since the Me Too movement, especially. There's been any good R-rated movies, comedy movies out in a very long time. Everyone gets canceled if they do something that's and everybody's walking on eggshells. Too much. Yeah, everybody's walking yep. on eggshells. They don't want to. Everyone wanna... except for like fucking Bill Burr. And a handful of com oh, com comedians. Yeah, comedians don't give a <laughs> but, fuck. They have their set audience. Yeah. Even Louis C.K. who yeah. got canceled is selling out Madison yeah. Square Garden still. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so my cousin's husband was at that show, and so it was awesome. Yeah, it, sound, it sounded um, awesome what I heard. But yeah, studios don't want to pick up those type yeah. of racy type movies anymore. So even tough. Seth Seth Rogen was the only one making those movies, and it, it got to the point where you, there was a new Seth Rogen movie every year. It was the same thing, yep. every single time. And I like Seth Rogen. I, I knocked up and Forty Year Old Virgin. All the Jed Apatow movies are some of my favorite comedies of all time. Super bad, but it, it um, just and of course his Kevin Smith movie was awesome too. The yep. uh, Zach and Zach Mary. Yeah, it's a that's a great movie. But he's the only one doing R-rated movies at this point. I mean, and right now he's not doing much at all besides selling pot and, and ashtrays on Instagram. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping resurgence of R-rated comedies and maybe the machine will do this. I'm hoping that'll help uh, R-rated comedies come back into the forefront again. But so let's get into the news. Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water's worldwide box office total reached 2.24 billion dollars. Um, with the holidays overtaking Titanic to be the third biggest movie of all time in the worldwide box office. Only movies behind it are crazy. Endgame. Only movies behind it are Endgame and um, uh, Avatar 1. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Infinity War didn't even make it? No, I don't Was that like that. fifth now? Sixth? Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it must have been like, it must be now, like, it must go Infinity War. No, Infinity War, Star Wars, Titanic. Avatar 2, Endgame, Avatar 1. Must be the order. Is, yeah, maybe. If I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, I have no idea. 
But yeah, it's, it's big. I, I can't believe it because nobody really are, is talking about it. So I, I after maybe the first week it came out, I heard a little bit of rumblings about it, but it's worldwide doing gangbusters. So, um, Quantum Mania breaks Ant Man franchise opening weekend box uh, box office record for four day weekend last week, one hundred eighteen million dollars. Uh, puts it above Ant-Man's 57 million and Ant-Man and the Wasp's 76 million. The hype for this with Kang the Conqueror was huge. Uh, we gave our review of it yep. last week. wasn't too We weren't too uh, fond of it. Um, it. It's it is what it is. Middle of the oh, road yeah. MCU. I mentioned to you earlier. I did watch Devotion also this week, mainly because I wanted to catch up on all of Jonathan Major stuff yes. before we see Creed. And Devotion was no okay movie. Uh, Creed, he was absolutely fantastic in it. Um, John Majors is an incredibly good actor. He's different in every single thing. Even when he's playing the same character, he knows there has to be differences within that character of Kang. So the one he plays on Loki is completely different than the one you see in Quantumania. So yeah, he, and when I'm he plays, real he's big gonna, fan of this guy. He's going to play Victor Timely in uh, Loki two, Season 2. And that's a very yep. completely different character as well. Um, so yeah, it's a great choice yep. for the, for that character playing different versions of himself. So, have you seen Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country on HBO Max? It was canceled after the first season. Did you ever watch? That's it the one I started, and then it was canceled, so I stopped. He, he's really good. I was, like, if it leaves off in a cliffhanger, I'm like, I'm not gonna want to fucking watch this. It's just gonna leave me hanging. Forever. And from what I hear, I never finished it either because I heard it did leave off the cliff, cliffhanger. But yeah. what I hear, what I hear, the rest of the season is really good, and he and, and what I've seen is really good. So, um, yeah. But yeah, Jonathan Majors will reportedly have a larger role in Loki Season 2 and expected to appear in at least three episodes, so we'll see. Um, and Ant-Man 3 is also tied with Eternals for the lowest MCU Rotten Tomatoes score. We weren't the only ones that gave it pretty bad re reviews. It's, it's about 43, uh, 45% on the Rotten Tomatoes right now. So, it's yep. it's uh, yeah, it's it's not, it's not the best uh, MCU movie by far, but it has some really great performances, which sucks, but... It's just the rest of it is kind of so. Um, new rumor claims that Tom Holland has signed a huge new deal with Marvel Studios and will see his Spider-Man take center stage in Avengers: Kang Dynasty, being the lead of the movie. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out and when that announcement will be made by Sony, if it will be made anytime soon. So, um, I wonder what this means as far as where he was left off because. We don't have a date for the next Spider-Man movie. It would be nice to get that in between now and Kang Dynasty if Kang Dynasty doesn't get moved off. Um, well, I do have a little yeah. bit of I do have a little bit of news on that. Uh, Kevin Feige last week confirmed that Spider-Man Four is happening. Um, they just started putting pen to paper. When he said that before for Spider-Man: Homecoming and Spider-Man: Far From Home, they all entered the writing state of pre-production two years exactly before their release date. So if Spider-Man follows that pattern, it could arrive in about this time in 2025, so May 2025, if that's if that's what this okay. pattern is. Okay, and Kang is December 2025, or is that uh, it's May It's actually 2025? 20, 2026, they moved Kang Dynasty a year, so it, would be, it could be a year before the, the oh, I thought it was still in 25, okay. No, it was supposed to be, remember it was supposed to be um, Secret War, oh, Kang Dynasty was supposed to be in 2025, and then... Secret War is supposed to be in 2026. That's right. So right. It, it'll be still part of Phase Six somewhere in that area, because if this if this cal if this calculation is right, where where it's in the writing stages in the beginning, um, and it's two years from now, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm excited to yep. see. And it. I mean, I'm, they don't have to cast anyone for the most part. They have to cast like handful of people. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for this, and I just I want them to make a clearer picture as far as where Spider-Man is because he can't just jump right back in. Yeah, that's why that's why they need the solo movie first because he's not the same yeah. Spider-Man he was in the Avengers anymore. He's more like the Spider-Man that we're used to. He's he's going to be a grounded superhero. He doesn't have the Avengers on his, yep. behind him anymore. He's making his own suits um, and he's down in Queens. So we'll see. I can't wait. Um Ryan Gosling is rumored to be joining the cinematic universe in a role of the, in the Fantastic Four movie. I don't know about that. I don't know who he could play. Maybe the thing. The thing. Yeah, that's that'd be the only thing I could With think CGI. of. With CGI. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Thank God you brought that up. Watching Shameless and watching The Bear, I think that guy should play the thing. He'd be good at it. He's a good yeah. actor. So he, He's an amazing actor. Nobody talks about him. 
Um, I believe he was in a Variety article where Hollywood's up and up and coming actors, and he's in that. Yep. Um, but he is an amazing actor. He's like he reminds me a lot of the young um, Robert De Niro. It's so it's crazy that nobody talks about. He's him. very good. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to see him in the uh, Von Eric movie where he plays Carrie Von. That's going to be right. awesome. That's right. That and the Bear season two comes out this summer. So yep. He's I can't. I'm so I'm I I love Shameless. I think it's because of him. I think I'm in love with that have guy. You, oh, yeah. Have you seen pictures of him as he's getting ready for Carrie? Because he's yoked now. Uh, no, like, I haven't. He's been cycling on steroids and he is huge. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to see that movie too. But yeah, he's he's a he's an unsung hero of that show, and I can't. And him and um. The guy who plays Ian, who is the Joker, I think they're two two great characters. Have good story arcs in Shameless right now. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, an, an exec over at Marvel Studios also said that Robert Downey Jr. is off the table for any future MCU appearances. I think meaning that uh, I I don't think that's fully fleshed out as far. I think it's just kind of like saying he's we got to kind of do everything away from him. But I, I, I could see him coming back for a quick scene as a variant of Iron Man in, in Secret Wars, maybe yeah. one last time. Before everything resets, because even the X-Men is going to reset, it's probably the last time we see Hugh Jackman. It'll probably be the last time we see any of the original actors. Um, they're going to have a brand new Avengers team at the end, I'm sure. So, um, Brand new X-Men team at the end. Uh, kind of a, co- a combination of new and old. So we'll see. Um, and... Uh, it was also kind of announced this week that that X Men the ninety seven series is coming out is going to be um, doing two seasons, uh, so a continuation of the original X Men series from the nineties that was on Fox. Um, they're going to be doing two seasons. They just uh, confirmed they're doing production on the second one right now. So, um, Stephen, Yen, when's uh, when's that come out? Uh, I believe Season it's, one. It's supposed to come out this year, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I of course. Probably twenty years ago, when I was down in Florida, I watched all those episodes again. It's it's an amazing yeah, show. It's what got me into really, really into comic books back in the day. Um, I was into comic books, but it really got me into them and, and comic book and superheroes and all that stuff. But that for me, it was Batman the animated that, series. That Batman and the Spider Man series. Spider Man I liked a little bit more than the X Men, but um, Stephen Yen, who played Glenn on The Walking Dead. He has a key role in Thunderbolts. He was cast this week. Um, Make him the villain. Make him the yeah, villain. Not sure hit him with a bat. Gonna... Hit him with a bat. <laughs> not sure who he's going to play, but he does have a significant role in this film and a major role going forward in the future films as well. So I don't know Dr. who we could... Doom. I don't think it'll be Doctor to- Doom. <laughs> Definitely won't be Doctor Doom. <laughs> I don't. I, something. Something tells me that he doesn't look like the Doctor Doom type. Not oh, saying it's Asian. Like, Asian kid. Not saying it's Asian related. I'm just saying he's short. He, he's. I don't know who he could play though. I mean, a lot of people say Doc, uh, Mr. Negative. If you play the Spider-Man game, even that doesn't make sense. Uh, um, uh, fucking Cho, the the Incredible Hulk. I can't remember his name. I don't think it could be him because I think he's supposed to be a kid. Um, I, I don't know. He would have been. A, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who. I don't know who he could play. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, casting casting news is coming out for that, so they're gonna be filming in in, in no time. Um, Marvel's Avengers. You ever play that game that was on? Uh, it was on all the console games. A couple years no, ago. it had uh, issues. It had a lot of issues. And the former co-creator of the of the game, co-creative director of the game, apologized for the game this week. Um, I did play it. It's not a bad game. It's just it's very. I, I know there's it was a broken lot of, when it came out. It was, yeah, it was broken, um, but there, it, it is fun. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs in it for the heroes, and a lot of building you can build the characters, um, and a lot of DLC as well. And I think that's the problem that people had with it is you had to pay a lot to get through it. And also, uh, it was coming off Spider Man, which was so well loved and liked yeah. and whatnot across the board. And it was a different studio, so it was a completely different kind of game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah the. <laughs> He apologized for the game. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, the Avengers, the play, Rogers the Musical, that was in Hawkeye, um, is coming to Disneyland this summer for a limited time. They're going to be doing a live performance in on in a, one of the uh, theaters there. Uh, if you go to Disneyland and you're and you go into the parks, I think Islands of Adventure, you can. The Islands of Adventure was that California. 
I can't remember what the hell that one is in Disney and Disneyland, but California Adventure, something like that. But they're gonna do a live, the, the, do the live play there. So um, if you live in California, which we don't, um, Tom Hardy announced that they started pre-production on Venom Three. I, yeah, I don't really. I'm care. happy. I love I, the Venom movies. I I like Tom Hardy a lot. I like the I like parts of the second one. I hated the first one. Um, I think there's a really cool scene with Carnage when he breaks out of prison. I thought that scene was awesome. Straight out of the comic books, it was awesome. Gore. Um, Woody Harrelson was good. Good casting. Um, I didn't like how the character ended. Spoiler: He the way he died. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, Mandalorian season three doesn't kick off until next week, which we are going to review the first episode. But uh, he said he's already done writing for season four. Um, we have not. We have an idea where it's going to go. Um, they're mapping it out. Um, the only thing he doesn't have an ending to the story. He said this week as well. So uh, we'll see. But that's imagine kind of that planning stuff out. Hmm. Disney. Well, they should is... plan stuff out a little better. Yeah, that's Disney too. Things much turned out the way they did. <laughs> Another crazy story this this week. The Flash is going to screen the whole entire movie at CinemaCon in April, two months before the movie yes. comes out. And that doesn't usually happen for a big blockbuster like this, but they're filming it to a, to fans. They're uh, not filming it. They're uh, screening it to fans at, at CinemaCon in April. Um, and I don't think it comes out until June, middle of and June. CinemaCon, and CinemaCon, it's mainly there for people that own movie yes. studios. Yeah. Like um, the people that Which, own Regal and whatnot to see what their movies are, movies are getting. It's going to be a pretty harsh crowd if the movie isn't that good. So they must right. have the utmost faith in this film if they're yeah. showing it that early. They've got to be so. because, yeah, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't they be did, doing that unless they had They did that with uh, Top Gun last year. And last year they also showed only the half an hour of light year. So if they're only showing us like the first half hour, that's when you get nervous because that means the rest of the movie is probably good because they only do it to drum up interest. And the second half of light year was not very good at all. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's crazy that they're doing that. But yeah, the whole entire movie—it's amazing. Um, for Shazam for Fury of the Gods comes out in a couple of weeks in, in middle of March. Um, rumored to be projected to make thirty-five million in the opening weekend, um, which is under the first installments, uh, which made fifty-three point five million. Um, of course, that's early, so we'll see what happens. The hype. Also, also, once our reviews start coming out, uh, the number may go up. Yeah, Ant Man was uh due for 95 they, that was like the day before it went out ended up at what 110 or 120 so yeah we'll just see getting closer um i don't think the trailers have been that special yet which is going to be an issue um if you can't get people excited with the trailers then yeah yeah i haven't i haven't been impressed with the with the shazam trailers i think the first one i liked i think the second one i mentioned i didn't like as much um, yeah i was the other way around i didn't really the first and second one got my attention and I hate and I hate that everybody uses Eminem songs or Jay Z songs that have been around for over a decade. Um, yep. T- Twenty twenty years. Um, it's it's just weird. I mean, I, I like Eminem, but they use the same exact song. It's either it's either uh, the one they use Berserk or, or uh, uh, they use Business. I think in that one, it, it's weird. Yeah, um, Business. Yeah. Yep. Um, Suicide Squad. Do you see the trailer for the the new game? The the new trailer. I did. Yep. It looks it looks awesome. Um, I yeah, saw this does. week that uh, set five years after Batman Arkham Knight, and of course we mentioned that Kevin Conroy did voice for it, so he is coming back. So it is in canon of that movie, which I was uh, that game was I'm surprised. Um, but the trailer looked great. It was it had pretty much the Flash taking down the Flash, and you see Wonder Woman isn't corrupted at this point. She was wondering how to take down Brainiac, who is controlling everyone. Um, and that's where the trailer ended. Looks great. I can't wait for this game. Um, it looks it looks stunning, it looks fantastic, and you, you can play as Harley Quinn, you can play as Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and 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 uh, King Shark. So I can't wait. Um, and they also announced this week they're rebooting Hellboy once again for the second time. Um, Hellboy: The Crooked Man get production next month um, with the creator, uh, the co-director of Crank directing the movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They're gonna bring a new they're gonna bring a new actor in to play Hellboy again. <laughs> I, I think I uh, think they're making a David mistake. Harbour was okay. That movie sucked. But yeah. David was a, the Hellboy isn't really a brand though that's gonna get people to go see it in droves. If you brought Di- uh if you brought Guillermo Guillermo del Toro back in to do it with 
with um, Ron Perlman, I would watch the third movie in that trilogy in a heartbeat. Yeah, but those movies also didn't make a ton of money. They made okay money, but they didn't make a ton of money. But I would be the same way because I like all those actors, like those movies. What's her name won't be back though because she has MS. I think I don't think she can walk right now. Um, so, uh, Selma hmm. Blair. Yeah, Selma Blair. Oh, really? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. But yeah, well, who else has uh, MS? Uh, Christina Applegate. She can't walk. She's that's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, both of them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I hear the story of the Crooked Man is a good story, and everybody wants that movie. So maybe the adaptation is good. I don't know. Have you caught up on South Park? Are you caught up on the new stuff that's been coming out? I have not. I actually want to watch a couple episodes tonight that have come out recently. What about the new season? What have you watched so far? Have you watched the first that's, couple of... I haven't watched any yet. Um, I okay. wanted to, but I haven't had a chance to start it. I'm going to know tonight. I know they had the Kanye episode. Movie. They had the Kanye episode, yep. and they had the uh, Royal Family episode that is getting a lot of yeah. uh, traction on the tabloids yep. right now. But uh, also, HBO Max's parent company has filed a lawsuit accusing Paramount Global of reneging on parts of the $500 million licensing, licensing deal that they did in 2019 to, for the streaming rights of all the episodes of South Park. Um, all the episodes of South Park are on HBO Max. However, Paramount Plus did a deal where they can do special movies, which I can't call... It's weird because I can't call them movies because uh, HBO has the rights to the bigger, longer, uncut movie. So you have to call it like special events or something. So they have all these special events on Paramount that debut one-hour specials. Um, but Warner Brothers Discovery sues Paramount over the licensing of everything. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's they want two hundred million dollars for in damages. So I I haven't watched South Park in a very long time. I know um, I know they they have less output now. I think they're only doing six episodes per season or something like that. Um, and of course, they're doing the movies on Paramount, so they're do they're still doing quite a bit, but it's it's divided between the two. Um, Umbrella Academy is getting into production right now, and they added Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, the real life married couple, and David Cross, who was in Mr. Show back in the day with um, um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, they're at joining the fourth and last season of Umbrella Academy. I uh, can't wait for that. Um, Succession. Have you ever watch any of that? No, but I'm going to start now that it's ending. Yeah, it's ending, so uh, season four will be the end. And everybody's saying it's a perfect ending to the show. Um, it's a perfect time to end it, so we'll see. Yeah. I, uh, they're I'm, going I'm out while they're still popular. It. Yep. Um, TV Guide magazine, back in the day, a little pamphlet that used to be out. Uh, I used to get it myself. Uh, used to be everywhere. Then it turned into a regular full-size magazine. Um, then they stopped printing them. Now they're going back to a printed monthly issue. Um, and they're going to have a TV Insider magazine focused on streaming. So they have two different ones. They have a streaming TV guide and they're going to have a regular TV guide as well. If you still watch cable, which I don't, but, um, the Goldbergs, great show, uh, kind of fell off once Jeff Garland left and once the father died in real life, George, uh, George Siegel. Um, but it will end with season 10 in May of this year. They've already filmed it and I think, uh, yeah, it'll be all done. Um, Kind of one of those shows that has run its course over there on ABC. Um, great nostalgia in the it's beginning. It's a long time. Ten seasons a long time. Yeah, the kid's got to be in his 30s by now. I mean, he was a little kid <laughs> when the show started. But, um, yeah, it's a good show. Great If you love nostalgia, if you love the 80s, there's a lot of Ghostbusters, a lot of uh, Tron, a lot of whole bunch of cool stuff that they cover. So, um, Star Wars, of course. Um Ex-Movie Pass exec charged with allegedly stealing from the company to pay for Ke for a Coachella party. Kevin had Movie Pass back in the day. I did. <laughs> it's a great. I it's paid a great, for that party. It's a great concept. Ten dollars a month, you see all the movies you want to see unlimited. Until they started to ring it in, rail it in, so you couldn't yeah. watch what you wanted anymore. But yeah, it was awful towards the end. Yeah, it was awful, and they wanted to bring it back, which is funny. But um. Wanted to bring up the passing of Richard Belzer. Um, he was on Howard oh, Stern quite a bit, munch. so I knew him. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, you I, knew him from that. I knew him from FBU. But we both knew him from the Hulk Hogan incident in 1985, where he was prom while promoting WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were guests on his daytime talk show. 
and Belzer asked Hulk to perform a wrestling move on him. Um, Hulk didn't want to, but Belzer insisted, and he applied a front uh, front chin lock on Belzer, who later he claimed he tapped out to Hogan, but he passed out completely, knocked his head, ended up bleeding on the floor, and he ended up suing Hogan. Well, the money that he got in a settlement, it was like two hundred or four hundred thousand dollars. I think he sued him for five million, and he settled for four hundred. He built, bought the house, and he bought a house in France. That's where he died. Um, it's a funny story, though. But um, rest in peace to yeah, him. He, he was the man. He uh, he was based on the same cop that one of the cops in the wire is based on the same cop that he was based on in SVU. I forget. Yeah, I, I did hear that. I did hear that before. That's right. But this um, man reportedly looking to sell the WWE for nine billion dollars. That's a lot. I, it's a lot. Star Wars sold for four. It's got a little bit more of a catalog of uh, videos and uh, stuff, so I don't know. Maybe depends on who the buyer is. If it's if it's Saudi Arabia, that maybe they would give it to them. But I, I really hope it yeah. doesn't go over there because I think it'll make the Just product sell it really to Comcast bad. or NBC. Yeah, Com- yeah, Comcast or Amazon or Apple at this point. Even I'm Apple. Okay with yeah. yeah. Uh, not Disney. Disney does not need wrestling. I don't think. I don't think that would be a good good shot. No. Um, yeah, sell it to Universal. That way, they can have they can have Raws over at. Uh, or sell it to. No, they don't have any money right now. I was gonna say the people that own AEW. But uh, oh, the HBO cons. Max Discovery. No. Um, oh, HBO Max. Technically, right. yeah, because it's in the same family as TNT and TBS or whatever. So. Sell it to them, and then you can have crossovers with AEW. Make both both products better. Yeah, yeah. Because AEW, I've been trying to watch it lately. The problem with everything is just—I've heard it's not great. It's not good, and the story and the storylines and in the writing is just terrible. All the good wrestlers yeah. that were around, even the CM Punk thing, kind of fizzled out. And I got pissed. I, yep. I'll, I'll tell you, when we went to see it in March of last year, and CM Punk wasn't there the one week out of the whole entire year, he didn't show up until he quit. It was disappointing, and we 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 took the trek down there, hoping we'd see him. Yeah, no one was there. Jericho no wasn't even there. It, it was bad. It was it was a bad it was a bad scene. Um, but um, he was there with his cocaine, cocaine yeah. con. Yeah, cocaine con. Yep. Um, it prequel series. Welcome to Daring. Ordered a, a new series on HBO Max has been ordered, and uh, yeah, can't wait for that. It's gonna be some sort of a prequel. I don't know if it's gonna be set. 27 years before the movie or what? I don't know if uh, uh, Scar's Guard. I wonder if the Muschietti's will be involved. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But uh, it'd be good to see Scar's Guard back as a clown, Pennywise, but we'll see. Um, Hogwarts Legacy earned eight, 80, uh, $850 million in the first two weeks, selling more than 12 million copies. Um, I really want to play this game. I haven't got it yet because I haven't had the money, but um, it does look amazing. Uh, everything I hear about it looks good. Open open world Hogwarts, even the, all the grounds you can go you can go to Hogsmeade. It looks awesome. And finally, in news, Lord of the Rings movies. They announced that Warner Brothers has set a new set of of movies for Lord of the Rings, separate from the deal from Amazon. Amazon has their own separate deal for the television. So they're probably going to be even more even stricter as far as who can show up on the series now. Because I don't know what they're going to plan for movies unless they're doing the Simultarian, which would make sense because it's the only book that J.R.R. Tolkien had other than The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. It hasn't been adapted yet. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what I th- to think about that. I think Peter Jackson, I heard, is going to be involved. Probably producer. Um, so, as a producer, which would be, or hopefully, so he can make sure everything gets done. Properly, but I think he was also an executive producer on the Hobbit movies. He was, and I haven't heard very good things about those. Well, so Peter Jackson directed the Hobbit movies because uh, Guillermo del Toro had to jump out because it took too long to to. Uh, oh, he actually directed. Yeah, yeah he directed it. Well, he he kind of came in at the very last minute because I think it was Guillermo del Toro that was supposed to do him, and he had to uh, he had to quit because he had other because it took too long to make him, and uh, he uh, came in just to get him just to get him filmed, but. Um, that's it for news, so let's jump into a quick Attitude Error rewatch.
Ross War, February 23rd, 1998, in Waco, Texas. This was taped. Um, yeah, two weeks taped in a row. Not a really good Raw. I know next week's live. Only a couple more weeks till WrestleMania. I think a month from now, actually. Um, so, yeah, not much. I'll just mention a couple things that happened. Um, after the New Age Outlaws defeat LOD, Hawk and Animal fight in the middle of the ring, teasing them breaking up after 15 years of being a tag team. Um, a taped interview with DX in Shawn Michaels' home teased their plans for next week's live Raw, saying that the WWE wants ratings, they'll give them ratings, planning on going to war with Austin for the next four weeks until they come head-to-head at WrestleMania. Um, Paul Bearer challenges Steve Austin to a match next week with Kane. Um, Goldust comes out dressed up as Dusty Rhodes, stuffed his tights with a pillow and dressed in full polka dot garb, um, doing an impression of his father. And Luna and Sable bra, brawl on the end of Raw as the show goes off the air. Not much happens. Just wanted to mention it. Taped Raw. Um, goes live next week. I think uh, Austin and uh, Shawn Michaels have a showdown from the picture that I saw in the preview. So that's it for the Attitude Era rewatch. And let's get into our big review of this week. We went to the movies just an hour or two ago. And we saw Cocaine Bear. So we're going to give it a spoiler review. See if we can get through this without any notes because I don't have any. But uh, we just saw it. Start off the review with a number. It's a three out of five. I'm going to yep. I'm going to do this backwards because I want to say that the movie was not good, not great, middle of the road. However, it was funny, which is weird, but um, very middle it, of the road. It's, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's exactly what I thought. I thought it was going to yep. be. Funny enough to give it a three, but the story wasn't going to be good enough to give it like a three and a half or four. Yeah, so yeah. it's essentially the exact thing I thought it was. And uh, a lot of the humor, a lot of the comedy was in the Red Band trailer, which sucks. It happens all the time now. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, if you've seen the trailers, you know uh, it's about a about a cocaine ring that they end up throwing in the very beginning of the movie. They end up throwing. Uh, they end up throwing cocaine out of an airplane, lands in a forest in a in a in a uh, mountain in some I can't remember the hell they were, um, somewhere in the Midwest. And the cocaine and the bear finds cocaine, ends up going on cocaine and wrecks havoc and kills a whole bunch of people, ripping and shredding and bleeding and and maiming and not my type of movie. I'm not big on horror and gore and shit like that, but there's a lot of cool funny Did I see moments. you covering your eyes at one point? Were you covering your eyes? I wasn't covering my eyes. Oh. I was, I was, yeah. I was wincing yeah, sure. a couple of times just as, as some of the bad humor. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, some, yeah. of it was, some of it was pretty funny, though. There was a couple spots I laughed really out loud at it, but it's yeah. basically what I thought. I thought uh, Alden Aidenreich was awesome. Yeah, he was um, great. I think he's a good actor. Um, a bunch of Star Wars actors... Po- post Disney purchase were in it like a fifth of the cast was like Zora Bliss and uh Ice Cube's yep. son. Yep. And uh Alden Aidenreich of course who was solo. Um overall though I I enjoyed it enough. Um it wasn't great but uh it was exactly what I thought I thought it'd be stupid and most of the humor worked for me. Some didn't. Um you could tell where the humor was laying with the other people in the theater also. Yep. And a lot of the humor didn't land with everyone so um yeah, Very overall, fun. an enjoyable experience. Uh, it was funny. It wasn't too long, so that was okay. Yeah. Uh, the ending was kind of meh, but yep. uh, Ray Liotta, R.I.P. His final role. Yep. Uh, overall, yeah, so, three out of five is. Good. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can think of is how full of life he looked in the movie, but it wasn't. He wasn't long in the world after that. He was. Did you listen to the interview with Elizabeth Banks? No. Um, Real blend. No. Um, he came in and filmed like. Uh, ADR like two weeks before he died. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So hmm. sucks, but yeah, he was good in it. Uh, Ice Cube Junior was pretty funny. Um, the guy that uh, the whole time 
like especially when he was dying um the guy from the wire i yep. just wanted to hear him go she like he does in the wire He's um, the wire. that would have been awesome that would have been awesome if that's how he ended um as he was dying um but yeah i mean overall it's it Good is what it is like if you see the preview you you'd know what it is what it's gonna be. the ambulance scene i thought was probably my favorite scene the whole thing um where that lady ends up getting dragged on the ground yeah. <laughs> face down falls out of the yeah, ambulance there, there, there um, are there are some really cool scenes really cool cool killing yeah. scenes um, the bear at one point, one point rips a uh, person's hand, uh, head off. The head rolls out of a yep. bucket and scares the ambulance driver when he's opening up the closet <laughs> that he's hidden in. It, it, there's a lot of cool yep. stuff in it um, that wasn't shown in the Red Band trailer, but the Red Band trailer gave away a lot of it, which sucks. But it also got it also got a lot of attention. I don't even I don't even know if I watched the entire Red Band trailer. I think I just watched the very first trailer we got. Well, maybe yeah, uh, but yeah, it did give a lot away and. Uh, it, it was decent. Uh, it's uh, there is it's a three. I may watch it if it comes on like Netflix or one of those. Yeah. Just put it on randomly just to see it again. But. It's a uh, good popcorn movie, I guess. Good popcorn Except movie. I wasn't eating popcorn, but it's a good popcorn movie. I did notice there's a lot of people in the theater though. Uh, no reactions really. Besides, mm. you, besides me, I laughed pretty loud a couple times, but not yeah. a lot of not a lot of reactions. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for a review. Um, Month of March. I know you're going on vacation for a couple weeks. I think we're gonna take some time off uh, during that time. He was gonna, you were gonna record, but I, I think it just makes sense. It's a shitty okay. winter for me, so I think we'll come back at the end of the month. Uh, we're you gonna can bring catch in... up on Shameless more. Well, Shameless and there's a few. There's an, I know there's shows that you want me to watch too. We may make a list of stuff yep. that I can catch up on in that time. Um, but next week we got a pretty pretty big couple episodes coming up. Um, next week we're going to review The Last of Us Episode 7, of course. Um, Carnival Row ended up, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Last season, season two is on there right now. I'm going to try to watch that in the next week. We'll see because it's hard to watch a whole entire series or something. But, um, Netflix also re- released a movie this week called We Have a Ghost, starring Anthony Mackie and, uh, David Harbour as the ghost. Um, I, I haven't seen much about it. I've seen pictures of it. I haven't even watched a trailer of it, but I know it's on Netflix. It just came out yesterday um so i'd like to watch that we're also going to the movies on thursday we're going to review creed 3 next week and also on wednesday the season 3 premiere of the mandalorian i can't wait for that looking forward to that um be good the month of march um we got three more episodes of the last of us march 6 history of the world part 2 on am on uh hulu um, March 10th, which we also have tickets for, we're going to see before you go on vacation, Scream 6, set in New York City. While you're on vacation, when we come back at the end of the month, we're going to review Ted Lasso Season 3, the first three episodes, a couple episodes. Um, while you're also are on vacation, 65 comes out, and Shazam Fury of the Gods. It's probably going to be a jam-packed episode when we take those a couple weeks off. We're doing, off. like, three reviews of the same episode, depending yeah, on if yeah. we can get to the movies before we record. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Um, and Mark, John Wick Chapter 4 comes out right before then. So there's a lot of stuff. And that weekend also D&D, the D&D movie comes out as well. So there's a lot of stuff that we could watch. There could I be assume five. we'll be seeing that with Justin and Adam. Yep, yeah, probably. And the Tetris thing comes... The Maybe Tetris, get them on. The Tetris show, show comes out on uh, Apple TV that week as well. So there could yep. be a big, big flux of reviews that week. So stay tuned to the end of March. Um, and of course, March 29th, the end of the Attitude Era rewatch with WrestleMania 14. That's the that's the one thing that's culminated a whole year of me watching wrestling, making notes of wrestling, taking clips of wrestling, and uh, I, I've seen the pay per view. And we're also gonna get a friend of ours from high school, good friend of ours, Dusty, hopefully to come on. He's not really inter- internet savvy, but his wife is, so hopefully we get him on, talk about it with us, and. Uh, have a good time talking about our last wrestling, big wrestling event of the year. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the show this week. Thanks everybody for listening, and we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Peace. Like you're running out of time hey! Right day and night like you're running out of time hey! Every day you fight
Just you. 